All our lives, we're programmed from buying into other people's beliefs and limiting views of the world, and then we make them our own truths. Extraordinary Life Podcast is here to offer new perspectives that serve you and obliterate the ones that don't. Are you going to let other people's limits hold you back from your extraordinary life? Hey, Jennifer Merrifield here. Welcome back. This is episode 16 of Extraordinary Life Podcast. When is the last time you did something really challenging? So I was recently on a winter hike that totally kicked my butt and I want to share how much it was like a metaphor for life and the benefit for you to notice your personal patterns because how we do anything is very much how we do everything. Our personal patterns show up in everything we do, how hard we push to complete things, how willing we are to start things, what our tendencies are once we get going, our level of attention to detail, what we focus on and so on. It's all a snapshot of how we do life. All right, so here's my story. I have never felt so much bliss, physical pain, and self-doubt all in the same day before. And then at the very end of it all, if you stick around, you'll hear how this story ends with me picking cooked rice out of my carpet. So hiking for me is one of those um, activities that I love to do for exercise in between the more sort of grueling gym type of stuff where it's an incredible workout but it's with people and in nature and it just feels a lot more fun to me. We all pile in cars and drive out to some point along the Bruce Trail which for those of you who are not familiar it's the oldest and longest marked hiking trail in Canada and it spans from Niagara to Tobermory which is almost close to 900 kilometers of trails and it's stunningly beautiful. This was a 24 kilometer hike, which takes around six hours, including a lunch stop, uh, going at a pretty decent pace. And let's just fast forward to a mere 20 minutes into it where I am desperately gasping breaths through my gloves because my intention is I'm trying to warm the sub-zero air that is fiercely piercing my lungs to the point where I feel like I just cannot get my breath. My legs are already seizing and my nose is just like, gross let's just say it was not pretty i've done these hikes before and i've done this particular one more than once but i've never done it starting on the incline and never with that much snow which was kind of dense at that pace so i mean i'm definitely trying to justify why i struggled so bad but the amount of snow drag felt like someone was like holding on to my backpack from behind in each step I had to sort of really push through the snow going up we were like kind of zigzagging up the side of the escarpment to get into the forest Uh, you know when you go up a lot of stairs for instance and you take bigger breaths kind of like that but my lungs were just not responding well to the cold and I I couldn't catch my breath plus I had done like a kind of heavy Um, spin class the day before which was really dumb because my legs were already seizing up it was like by the time we finally reached level ground my mind was going crazy all these commands of these voices in my head bail immediately what the bleep 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 uh you know we're actually gonna die go back you know (laughs) retreat retreat i was probably i'd say between half of the the pack of us there's 19 of us and 
I was sort of in the middle at this point. And just like life, I was secretly hoping I was not the only one suffering. And I was looking around to see if, if this was just me. You know, I found myself starting to calculate how many hours were left, how many hills I could remember were coming up, how much extra weight my water bottle and thermos were. Like these ridiculous things, just measuring the pain. And then it hit me my entire focus was on the problems. It was causing me to be on the edge of almost a mini panic. I was calculating how much right now pain I was suffering, plus I was adding how much more pain I was anticipating to get to the end. And that kind of focus meant I was going to have a really stressful and frankly, a really shitty hike. And the irony was that I was surrounded by the most breathtaking beauty that we drove an hour to get to. So I needed to approach this with a different kind of thinking. I mean, obviously I'm a mindset coach. This is what I do for a living, right? So here I found myself in the ultimate place to practice what I preached because I mean, I was being triggered big time. So here's how it played out played out. Um, I acknowledged that I was there and I committed to the intention that I was going to complete the entire hike and make as many good memories of it as possible. So first things first, I had to get the hell out of my head and the problems as much as possible. I put my focus on why I was there, which was the incredible nature and the amazing people and that I would only give my attention to the end once it was in plain view, which was many, many hours away. Um, keep in mind, I was definitely feeling self-doubt and I could sense some part of me calling bullshit on this new plan, which was obviously my legs and lungs at the moment. But just like anything in life, the intensity of the discomforts lessened when I gave them less focus. And of course, they definitely increased when I allowed my thoughts to go back there, which I did a few times. And as life would have it, another cool thing happened. I got to see different versions of myself in others. So this one person was very focused on the pains and she certainly let us know by, you know, complaining and pointing out what she wasn't impressed by all, all the way that, you know, that we were there. Um, and I realized that she was like a living extreme example of where my thoughts were going at the beginning of the hike. And as annoying as she was, I couldn't really be rightfully judgmental of her because if I asked myself why she was being like that and what she truly needed, I saw that she was uncomfortable and maybe even afraid. And that brought some compassion in light for me, for her. And then there was another living example of how to approach this in the opposite way. And this person who was also really struggling shared how humbled he was by the strength of the group and the beauty of the forest. What a great contrast on choosing, on getting the opportunity to see the different choices of what to focus on and how that really affected, you know, how the, you know, how the hike was going to be. It was like being shown the two extreme ways that I could show up on this hike, knowing I got to choose anywhere in between those two extremes. And that's what would create my experience, my memory, my mood going forward. And then in the future, when I told the story of my hiking experience, that's how I would bring up the energy of the day as if it was happening all over again. I mean, think about it, right? When we talk about our past experiences, we create the same feelings and same mood focus right now as we retell it. But if we think about those two people as the 
example of they were both suffering, they were both feeling challenged, and yet each chose a very different perspective on how to show up and create their experience that day, whether it be problem-focused or whether it be overcoming the challenges and being positive-focused. And let me tell you, the scenery was truly outstanding. Beautiful uh, frozen waterfalls, streams running underneath frozen banks. You know, there's little spots of broken ice where you could see it and hear it going through. You know, tall, tall, tall trees, stone walls of the escarpment uh, peeking out of, you know, packed snow, everything blanketed in white. It was spectacular. There was a moment near the end that happens often on these adventures where we all sort of fall into a single row pushing for the finish line, everyone kind of silent and inward, lots of heads down. You just know everyone is using the last reserves of energy. The pace is pretty even. And in that silence, there's a moment where I take it all in and this incredible feeling of peaceful coherence amongst us and the forest sort of happens. I always imagine it's what geese must feel like when they fly in such sync with one another. I don't know if you know much about geese, but they are extremely loyal and supportive creatures. Uh, you know, when they fly in formation, they have calls that signal each other when someone's feeling weak, another that's feeling strong will switch places in the current to give relief. Isn't that just so awesome? I know I found more strength being in the middle of the group than the times that I fell further back. And then again, when I was at the back, if I had conversations with people, it also gave me strength because I wasn't focusing on my own exhaustion. I gotta say, uh, you know, it wasn't my longest hike ever, but it was by far my hardest physically and mentally. <laughs> in the last few kilometers, I imagined like helicopters coming in to airlift me out. You know, I considered just like freezing into the side of the stone at lunch at some point to not have to go forward. Actually, at this one point, I did actually lock my boot spikes together. We wear something called icers. If you're not familiar, they're metal spikes that you attach to the bottom of your boots so you can scale the icy parts without sliding. And at one point, one hooked onto the other, which is kind of unusual. And the person behind me described it like I fell diagonally, like a flat board, face first into a snowbank. It was, you know, it was, it was some good comic relief at the time. By the time I got home, my legs were rubber. I was so hungry, um, but I forced myself to muster the strength to make this huge plate of my favorite leftovers. And as I reached, I was trying to turn on the TV with one hand uh, holding the converter and place my plate on the coffee table at the same time. And I hit the edge of it and it was like slow motion. My plate fell upside down onto the shag carpet. Have you ever tried to get rice out of a shag rug? No, it, I just, I laughed so hard, it actually hurt. So, you know, I pretty much just took a picture and went to bed. But let me ask you, what hills are you climbing right now in your life where you either weren't expecting them or, you know, you weren't expecting them to be such a challenge? And then how are you choosing to show up to those discomforts and the challenges along the way? Are you complaining and blaming because you're afraid? Are you self-judging or are you humbled by the gift of the experience and committed to finishing no matter what or some combination of that? But either way, where can you choose to take your focus off the end and really notice the journey? 
And finally, where can you be more gentle with yourself for not being perfect, not being the best or not feeling good enough for making mistakes? And where can you love yourself no matter what? Because life is like a winter hike. Life is like any project or activity we do. It's up and down. How we show up when things get challenging is going to come with us into our futures by how we choose to remember and talk about it how we judge ourselves on our performance, how we treat others along the way, and the moods and energy we step into when we retell the past right now. It's certainly not always easy, but we always get to choose. I believe in you. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to create extraordinary transformation in your life, no matter where you're at or what your past is, I can help you achieve that very quickly. Be in touch and ask me about personal and group coaching. And in the meantime, this is Jennifer Merrifield, personal excellence mentor and mindset coach, wishing you an extraordinary day.